Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli with another episode of Multiple Voices. My Multiple Voices podcast, true to its name, includes different series. For example, we have the Voices of Love, where we discuss relationships, the voice of empowerment, the voice of laughter and play, the voice of pleasure, and the magical voice of archetypes and how they change the way we live. But we also have the voice of memory that includes everything from history to discussions of past life regression. There's also writing voices where we interview both seasoned writers and authors who have just started getting their feet wet with writing and we learn what can work for you as potential writers. Our series called Voice of the Spirit discusses different forms of spirituality and religion. And then Channeling Voices is a series that covers what happens when you channel, but is also extended to mediumship. Take a moment to review this podcast if you've enjoyed listening, and leave a hearty five stars. I'd appreciate it. Enjoy your listening. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with another episode, and today I'm here with Brad Page. Welcome, Brad. Welcome to Multiple Voices. Hi, thanks for having me. Good, good. I'm glad that you had took the time and you had made some time for us. Um, Who is Brad? And he'll talk about himself, but he is a music buff, all things music. And um, I have not had on this show uh, at all someone who talks about music, Brad. We've had, I've had uh, singers, I've had uh, dancers and people who work with music, but not from an abstract music lover history, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask you, first of all, what, uh, how you got into music? What, who is Brad in relation to music? When did that happen? Well, um, a little bit of probably a different path than a lot of people. Um, uh-huh. I was actually an only child, so I uh-huh. didn't have older brothers or sisters in the house to uh-huh. expose me to the popular music at the time. My parents were significantly what older. A, when, uh, what kind of music are we talking about? What popular music was there at the time? Give us a hint. Well, we're talking 60s and 70s, right? Okay. So, yeah, rock, a couple of names. Rock. Ah, rock. All right. Yeah, yes, rock music. Yeah. Um, you say it as pop, if that's the, the only time. kind <laughs> in that period. Well, you know, as they say, there's I, there's two kinds of music I like: rock <laughs> and roll. Right. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so that's not entirely true. But, no. Well, um, people who are rock lovers, you know, that's what they say. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. So. Uh, and my parents were significantly older. They were of the Lawrence Welk generation, if, uh-huh. you, if you're right. So um, music for them was not a big part of their lives. It was something mm-hmm. that was on in the background, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so music wasn't really part of my life when I was younger. I was actually a big comic book fan when I was ah. that was That was my world. What right? Marvel comic? comics. DC Marvel. Mm. Yeah, Marvel and DC both. I was a Batman fan and a Spider-Man mm. fan and you know, I, I <laughs> Did you have voraciously any kind, read it all? Did you have any kind of uh drawing skills or anything like that or were you just drawn to it because of the the genre, the type of uh literature that it it offered? Uh, it, it it was the stories and the mm-hmm. art. I mean, like most kids, I think you try to draw and I wasn't any good at it. <laughs> but I would try I. to draw, but it was more 
just the just the world. I mean, those are our modern myths, right? right. Those are our our Zeus yeah. and our our yeah. types of stories like that from that have really always been a part of human culture. Yeah, you just manifest those stories now. It's in, true. In it's true. I was um, talking to another guest once, and we we picked out the the notion that for boys it was a whole different ball game. Young girls had different, they didn't have superheroes, you know, right. and that, that came much, they had Barbies. So it was a typically a male phenomenon. And yep. um, so when you, I'm wondering if that linked to rock, the specific uh, type of music, which is rock or not. Well, the link was the band Kiss. Mm. <laughs> Because they were rock and roll superheroes, yeah, right? They, they were, had right. costumes, yes. they had characters. Yeah. So that was my entry point into music. Um, yeah. They were the perfect brand band to, to transition a comic book nerd yeah. into the I world can understand of, that. of, of yeah. music. Yeah, and um, you still have then, the records, right? You still yeah. Have before those. then, to me, um, what I knew of guitars was with the girls in fourth grade who would bring their acoustic guitar to class ah. and play Kumbaya, which had zero interest <laughs> right, right. to me as Do you a play? comic book boy. Do you play? Right. Um, but Do yeah, you play a guitar? Into, into music. Um, yeah. Well, I first, I first dabbled in drums and then I picked up the guitar and I still play today. Uh-huh. Um, so I am a musician, but it all started with a love of the music by being a fan first. Yeah. Okay. Right? And sure. as from my perspective, and I think probably for most musicians, as good as you may get, you'll never be as good as your heroes, right? As the yeah. guys or <laughs> well, girls that's who, what heroes who brought are you into of course. To music, you know? Yeah. Um, so even though I've been playing for, I don't know, 45 years or however long it's been, I still think of myself as a fan first, as of a course. lover of music. Yeah, yeah before being a, a musician so yeah but i mean once i got my once kiss got my toe in the water <laughs> uh, then i was sucked in yeah and music really became um i mean ultimately it became my religion okay all right now we're getting down to you know say the sacred nature of music but mm -hmm. but still it's not music it's rock <laughs> you know, so this well, is a, a, a you know, that's different. that's what it is for me. The way mm -hmm. I look at it is, you know, I, I mean, continuing the the religious metaphor, right? right? You've got Catholics, you got Protestants, right. you got Baptists, you got Presbyterians, you've got Hindus, and the whole scope, right? Right. You know, ultimately, what it's bringing to your life is more or less the same thing, mm -hmm. right? The, the a set of values of how you lead a good life but you find your different aspects of that for me it's in particular it's rock and roll music yeah. from other people it might be classical or country yeah um but the the experience of music what it brings to your life i think is the same regardless of of what uh what denomination you are right so right oh yeah sure 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 let's so let's talk about that experience the um what it does for you I mean, there are so many ideas here that there's mu music musical therapy uh mm -hmm. like aromatherapy it has it's therapeutic um right 
why is that? I mean, from perhaps I'm not sure if I want to ask you from a technical standpoint or or what, because um, not being a music buff, I I I dance, I love music, I I've studied music, I you know I I've gone through all the music, but I'm more of a movement person. So mm -hmm. to talk about actually the waves and what they do, I've translated into the body movement. How does it play out for you in an abstract way? Maybe I'm not sure how to ask, ask well, that question. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not technical enough that I uh -huh. can really give you a, sure, sure, sure. a deep explanation of why. I mean, uh, you know, they, music is fascinating in so many ways because really you're just talking about vibrations. Vibrations. Uh, okay. That aren't technically they're vibrations, right? Not a right. whole lot different than a hammer hitting a nail or, right. Right. or uh, the human voice or the meow of a cat. Right. right. But somehow in our brain, it becomes music. Well, vibration in, in is... the air. It's just right. movement of, of yes. physical yes. movement of air. Well, it is against our eardrums and we in talk, our brain, good. it becomes music. So music really literally lives inside your head. It's not out in the in the ether. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the tree falling in the forest. Right. Well, I mean, right. would music exist if there wasn't right. anyone there right. to hear right. it. Would it right. be perceived as music? But we when we talk about the soul as well, we talk about the vibrational rate of the soul because it's vibration, just like the air that is moved with music. Um, what was your first encounter with that vibration when it really, you know, there was no turning back? You're not going to be a doctor, a lawyer, an Indian chief, but you you have made this decision. That's it for me. I'm, I can't live without music. What what happened? Was there a distinct yeah, Well, I mean, it was right there moment? from the beginning. As soon mm -hmm. as I first got into KISS, it was just the uh -huh. excitement of that yeah. music. And then from that, I'm that you know, led me into everything from progressive rock, which is a lot more, I mean, it's much more technical. It's also tends to tackle larger, deeper issues into the Beatles and the kind of things that John Lennon and George Harrison yeah. were writing about spiritually. What is progressive, progressive rock? Can you give some names? Because I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. Uh, so a band like Yes, Ah, okay. or King Crimson or Rush. Mm -hmm. or there's a ton of them, but it's music. Right. It's very okay. technical. Yeah. Uh, it kind of melds elements of jazz and classical. Mm -hmm. um, it's the music for the most skilled of, yeah. of rock and pop musicians would work mm -hmm. in that genre. And the mm -hmm. songs tend to be long from seven to 30 minutes or longer mm -hmm. a piece of music. So it becomes more orchestral in that sense. Um, and the topics range anything from Tolkien style fantasy yeah. to uh, political or spiritual um, topics. So it's it's uh, it's very immersive in that sense. Mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. not for everyone, because if you just want to hear yeah. something you can dance to. Yeah, progressive not rock's probably right. not for not you. The right one, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but if if, uh, if you know if you're looking for a deeper expo exploration of both the music itself and for the subject matter, there's a lot in progressive rock to to listen to. But um, yeah, I mean, the Beatles, which is just great catchy pop music, also tackles a lot of personal themes and deep themes, and uh, not so much politics when they were the Beatles, but 
you know, you, you're starting to get there, right? Mm -hmm. the, the 60s exploded of what what pop music could be about. Right. From the Moon June type of rhymes and of doo-wop in early 50s, high mm -hmm. school issues of your girlfriend in your car and mm -hmm. going surfing to the deeper topics that started to be written about in the 60s and, and then on, on through today. Mm -hmm. um, but, but, you know, so the, the rock music, pop, that kind of pop music, it's, it, to me, it mixes when it's at its best, it, it brings on elements from classical and jazz mm -hmm. and folk mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the types of issues and the types of instrumentation and the topics and just all of it brings kind of everything together in a very exciting visceral mm -hmm. format. Rock and roll is a very visceral experience. Mm -hmm. um, in in um, what you've written for me, I find that you have also started podcasting a couple mm -hmm. of years ago, like 2018, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I'm wondering if, because the way you talk about music and you talk about history of music to a certain extent, um, have you ever taught have you ever been in a capacity of teaching music, teaching musical theory, uh, history? Uh, well, that's kind of what the podcast does. Beyond that, um, you know, I'm not a teacher. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, That's why I, I asked the question, because I thought the <laughs> podcast would be that. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. I mean, the goal of the, the podcast is called I'm in Love With That Song. Mm. And each episode, we take one song yeah. that's a personal favorite of mine for various reasons. Mm -hmm. And we explore it together, myself and the audience, uh -huh. to try to understand. And this is for me, too. I don't go into this each episode knowing everything about that particular of course. song. It's me often just listening to records or hearing a song that I like and just wondering, well, what is it about that song? That grabs me. Why do I like that song so much more than mm -hmm. the next song or the song before that? When you uh, and, say um, I explore with my audience, is it interactive? Is it, is it a live show or? It's not a live oh, show. Mm -hmm. It's pre-recorded, but mm -hmm. but it's kind of the idea of uh, us listening to it together. Uh -huh. And at certain okay. points in the song, we'll stop and we'll go back and listen to a okay. piece. You know. Ooh, let's listen to what the bass guitar is. Come doing. on, give us a little right. little um, sneak preview. Give it. Give me an example of something that you did recently that you could remember. A song. Well, one piece. of my favorite episodes was on the Rolling Stones song "Give Me Shelter," mm. which has one of the greatest background vocal performances I think ever recorded oh. by a woman named Mary Clayton, mm. who did not know the Stones. Mm -hmm. But they were recording the record in the studio, and they decided they wanted uh, some that female R&B gospel type right. vocals to back it up. Uh -huh. And so it's literally like midnight, and mm. uh, they call, they, they just had the engineer, whoever, call someone they knew. Mm -hmm. who, who can come in and do a vocal on, on this track? Right. And so well, I know this woman, Mary Clayton. So they call it Mary Clayton and she's getting ready for bed. She's in her nightgown <laughs> with her hair up in curlers. And she says, all right, I'll, I'll come in. She doesn't know who the stones are. Mm -hmm. oh. And, and they present her with this song, give me shelter. And part of the lyrics are rape murder. It's just a shot away. Right. It's just a shot. And she's away. like, okay, well that's pretty intense. And so she, 
lays down one take and it's brilliant. And they say, okay, let's go back and do, do, do another one. And she gives them one more that's even more intense. Wow. And so we listened to that. We actually listened to just her vocal. Yeah. And you can't hear it when you hear the finished track with all the music layered on top, you don't necessarily hear it. But when you just hear her vocal track in the background, you can hear Mick Jagger, who's who's there and is listening. <laughs> and you can hear him go, whoa, <laughs> like, like, like it's moving him, ooh, right? Ooh, yeah. uh, but her vocal, it's just so powerful. And her voice cracks and it just the, the performance and the, the line of those lyrics. And it, that's just something that's worth going back and really listening to. And her name is not on the record. It's uh, a Rolling Stones record. Uh -huh. But she's the one who makes that song yeah, work, yeah, yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. So things like that are what we try to get at. What is the magic in the yeah, song? Yeah, yeah. What is the, the, the piece or the moment or the, the elements of that song that yeah. kind of escalate it to bring it above just being an average song? What makes that song great? Mm -hmm. And that's what we try to get at it at each episode. Mm. Um, and so we talk about the history of the song. We look at the individual performances. Uh, and then I always try to add a personal element because to me, ultimately, all comes down to a personal relationship. Right. With that song. And what does that what, song mean, mean yeah. to you? When what did you just, first hear yeah, it? Yeah. You know, those kind of things. In and that so I, case, do you remember what you said in your episode? Uh, Honestly, I don't remember exactly <laughs> what I said. On I that. gotcha. Just Let's that it, try that song. That's one I'll of those see. records. It's kind of always been there. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It was not a new song when I discovered mm -hmm, it. Yeah, um, but it's always been a powerful piece. She must have had a powerful voice, a very oh, powerful she, vibration. This woman. Yeah, yeah very, yeah. very amazing woman. And we've covered a couple other Mary Clayton moments on the show as well. So. With other songs, uh, with the Stones or. Mm -hmm. Other yeah, there's a separate band. episode we did just on uh, a song of hers. Uh, ah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's probably 90-something episodes of the podcast mm -hmm. out there. So if anyone's interested in exploring good. it, please oh, do. Good. I'll the, put that. The shows are, they all stand on their own. So it's. Uh -huh. uh, What's the title know, find, again? Find a topic or a, a song or an artist that you like mm -hmm. and listen to that episode. What's the name? Skip of, ahead. Of the podcast again? Uh, it's called. I'm in love with that song. I'm in love with that song. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now we talk about love here. Now, what about, and you could tell us, you're not going to make any enemies here, but is there some music that you absolutely hate, you cannot stand to listen to? Uh, yeah, there's, of course, there's, there's some. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, the thing about music is that it engages you personally. It becomes yeah. a very personal thing. Yeah. And so anytime that there's something that you really love. There's always yeah. the other side of that. I Obviously, mean, if you don't yeah. care about something, yeah. then you don't really love it. You don't really, you don't hate, really it. hate it. Right. There. Right. But I don't think anything that you are really passionate about, there's always something that's the opposite of yeah. that. Right. So I think anyone who's deeply passionate about music, there's always some type of music sure. or some artist or something that you don't, you yeah. just don't love. Um, I think mo modern country music is in a very bad place. <laughs> Um, I see. Yeah. I'm I'm a fan of of uh, Loretta Lynn, oh, and yeah, John yeah. Cash, yeah, and sure. the, the traditional country. Mm -hmm. And there's artists coming up more in the what they call Americana, which yeah, is sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. rockish style country that I like. But what's the commercial? The bro, what they call the bro country, right? All mm. these guys with the thick, almost phony, put on uh -huh. accents and the cowboy hats and stuff. Uh -huh. I think a lot of that stuff 
is sounds like it's churned out mm-hmm. like McDonald's hamburgers. Right, you know, it's, right. It's hmm. fairly interesting. Soulless. Interesting. And today, on the other uh, end of the spectrum, in relation to this, uh, you know, we talked about rock and all kinds of rock in the past, but today, what is you know, garnering your favor? What do you specifically like to listen to of new music today? Uh, there's a there's a few new, uh, actually, uh, black female artists mm. who have really captured my imagination in the past year. Um, there's a woman named Amethyst Kia. Ah. It just oh, came I've out with a, a record yeah. that's fantastic. Uh there's a, a woman from, she's originally from the UK, but she's been living in the Nashville area. Her, she goes by Yola, Y-O-L-A. Mm-hmm. It's, she's got a, a great record that came out this year. Uh, there's a few others that slip my mind at the moment. Um, there's a, she's not necessarily new, but there's a, a woman named Rhiannon Giddens, who's mm-hmm. uh, kind of blended, uh, sort of a folk trend, tr- yeah. uh, tradition yeah, yeah, yeah. into a kind of a modern folk tradition. Yeah, this is so what I was going to ask. it's not rock, but... Mm-hmm. Um, what about it, Kia? Is she also from that tradition, a blended... Uh, Amethyst Kia has... Her career has kind of been all over the place, actually. I believe she started singing in more of a rock and roll type of band, but she's also a banjo player. Ah. Uh, mm. And so she has roots in, in folk. She did a record with... Uh, with uh, Rhiannon Giddens, uh, uh, it was like a, so this almost a folky Americana type supergroup that they put mm-hmm. an album out that's quite good. But her current record kind of blends all of that. So it has a little bit of hip hop elements. It's got some mm. modern pop sounds to it, some rock sounds, and the folk stuff is in there too. So she is bound by no genre, really. Mm. Um, well, but she's writing from uh from uh you know uh, uh a gay woman's a gay black woman's perspective mm-hmm. you know uh laying it all out there very honest very mm-hmm. uh very in, i don't i just find it really powerful as soon as we hang so, up here yeah you know where i'm going i'm going to yeah, go listen to amethyst kia <laughs> yep. yeah 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 interesting yeah amethyst like the gem yeah yeah amethyst yeah K I A H, I believe. Uh huh. Spells. Uh, interesting. Name. Interesting. So, yeah, check that out. And um, so let's take a look at you know, let's take a forward-looking uh, look. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, what pe- what the mindful people would do, as you know, being in the here and now and the present. What do you foresee? Um, can you imagine that there uh, could be a new music development in the future near future where would what what would that sound like and where would music be going according to you can have you ever done that well i don't know that asking you know a 50 plus year old white guy what the future of music (laughs) is is. why uh, you're not going to become deaf are you you're still going to listen to music of course of course but my my interest now is i i tend to look back i kind of mm, see myself mm-hmm. almost as a i see in, as more of a historian and i spend uh-huh. more time uh discovering music from 
because as as much of as I've heard of music from the '60s and '70s and even back right. into the '50s, there's still more to be discovered. Of course, that, that of music course, I, I love. Of course, and I've always been, even when I was a young kid first discovering this music. What always excited me was. Uh, you know, just a new band at the time. Well, what inspired them? And so you yeah, find out what yeah. their favorite artists were. And then mm-hmm. you listen to them and find out what, who inspired those people. And you right, work right. your way sure. back sure. and back into the blues artists of the mm-hmm. 40s and the 30s. Mm-hmm. And I'm still kind of that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So well, you know though the I history. do listen to some modern music, I don't listen to a ton of it. Mm-hmm. But I think what what we will start to see, and mm-hmm. we're already seeing with yeah. artists like Amethyst Kia, is this kind of uh and and I hope it goes in this direction yeah. where we get ourselves out of these these funnels. This is one of the things that has always bothered me mm-hmm. as music progressed out of the 80s into the 90s and the 2000s where we started to become both as performers and as listeners yeah. more and more funneled into suddenly you it wasn't enough just to listen to heavy metal, you know, yeah. like you listen to thrash metal mm. or well, I don't like thrash metal. I like death metal or mm. I, I like black metal. Like, be, right. We started dividing the pie metal. into yeah, smaller yeah. and smaller chunks. And the yeah. artists became so less diverse and to the yeah. point where when you would listen to an album, yeah, all the songs were basically the same. Yeah. To me, the great records, Sergeant Pepper, uh, mm. you name your a Prince album or a Queen album. Mm-hmm. Right. Every song is different. Every song is almost in a different genre. Yeah. And those records would take you on a journey. And the bands were allowed by their audience and by themselves to play whatever the hell they wanted. Well, they really wanted, yeah. Right? Yeah. And as we got more and more into the 2000s, it seemed to be that that became less and less less acceptable by the audience. And the the, we became narrower in terms of what we listened to. Yeah. And now I think... That's still true, but I think you're starting to see that being broken down Open where up. bands mm-hmm. are mixing and matching, you know, hip hop beats yeah. with heavier guitars or, you know, whatever that we're, we're seeing more of that. And I think, uh, I think that allows your artists to grow and to, to share more. And yeah. as a listener, you, you you become wider in terms of what yeah. you listen to instead of just being so narrow. Because mm-hmm. narrow is never good in anything, in your yeah. diet, <laughs> uh, in your spiritual, in mm-hmm. in what you choose to listen to. The more you listen to, I think, mm-hmm. the better off. Well, you know, uh, I in all of the things that you've written me, um, I didn't see and I looked and I looked and I looked and I looked and I didn't see a book anywhere. And I'm wondering, you know, pulling my <laughs> chin and my beard out my chin. When is that going to come out? Because you are serious historical buff. I mean, there's no nonsense about this. And apart from my question about looking forward, history, I'll just remind you, is cyclical. And that gives oh, people a help, you know, an aid into looking the future. So what about, um, are you a person who ever thinks of writing? Uh, I I think about it but i don't have any <laughs> nothing has ever come up to me that mm-hmm. that felt like it needed to be a book by me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um maybe someday that topic will arise that i mm-hmm. feel like well i'm the guy to write that but mm-hmm. uh, so far it hasn't to me the the podcast is where all that yeah, yeah, energy yeah. Yeah, yeah. goes mm-hmm. and um 
there's that old cliche it often is attributed to frank zappa but i'm not sure he's the one who actually said it but that paraphrasing that writing about music is like dancing about architecture yeah that, right <laughs> i know, understand right exactly. you know that phrase yeah and and so what's great about the podcast is i mean i write the podcast it is mm -hmm. It is scripted. It's ah. not me just mm -hmm. just sure. hemming and hawing behind sure. a microphone. There's a lot of thought that goes sure. into every phrase on the show. Sure. But it would be nothing without the mu music actually being there. Of course. And I read a lot of books about about music, uh -huh. about the there history you go. of rock, and about individual bands and performers and journalists and whatnot. But it's always lacking when you get to the point where they're actually talking about the music and you can't hear it. You have to put the book down and go put the record right. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with the podcast, I can do that. Yeah. Okay. I get it. And so yeah, for me, the podcast media. is better yeah. Yeah, yeah. than a book yeah. for what I'm trying to do right now. Mm -hmm. But who knows? Maybe someday. Yeah. Because, you know, my next question was how, how widely read you are on, on music. And apparently you are. You have to be if you have a podcast uh, of that kind. But then you, when you do, you know, you hit all of the works and there's a, a hole missing you see like it starts really small and then it becomes bigger and bigger and you see my god nobody's doesn't anybody see that don't they see that this work today is clearly linked to you know whoever that artist was he's actually mm -hmm. you know playing the same thing it's things like that um they're more like essays you know uh for yeah. for uh magazines or something i don't know uh, who who puts out stuff like that uh used to be the rolling stone was that um, yeah yeah or? i mean the rolling stone is still published um but most of the music magazines have gone the way of the the dodo yeah. unfortunately um <laughs> well that's what i enjoyed saying. a lot of those but things. it's a shame that's why i mean they, you if nobody writes of course that's what's going to happen and when right. when okay, i i I agree with you. I'm a person who has, you know, written all my life. I'm an academic all my life, you know. But my gift is my voice. I speak. And that's, you know, so I can understand what you're saying. There's nothing like the spoken word. And we forget, we can tend to forget that original communication was always by voice. Everything yeah. was spoken, you know. So well, yeah, at the other, on the other side of that, we... We uh, live in a culture now where I, you kind of wish people would just shut up and listen, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because there's yes. so much talk. Yes. There's too much talk. Yes. yes, there is. Yes, there is. Uh, that we've, in a way, we've devalued. <laughs> well, yes, we, to a certain degree. It, you know, I mean, it's it's the balance, right? Everything, everything in life is a balance, yeah. and mm -hmm. we've 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 got to the point now where. Thanks to the internet, everyone has a voice. Yeah, the problem is yeah. not everyone has everything, anything but, valuable well, to say. In, in the same token, uh, when you say we wish they would shut up, going to the written word today, anyone can publish a book, and you wish they right. didn't. You know, so the right, market. Exact that, same thing. It's the same thing. So you know, when there's something that needs to be said, and it's quite different from every everything else, it usually emerges because it needs to emerge. There's something new. There's something, you know, there's there's a shining light. And that, that will hit you, I'm sure it does, because it always does. You know, the, the light bulb mm -hmm. goes off one day sure. because you have such a passion in, with things that well, you Well, you know, do. like I said, I'm, I am in my uh, 
getting in my late fifties, but I still got a ways to go. So I'm not no, done. Yet. I mean, come on, right? that's half. That's half your life. Let's, just half. Let's let's hope. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Did you have any doubt? <laughs> Brad, thank you so much for spending time with us. I loved it. I loved it. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk about music yeah, and, uh, yeah. and the role it plays in all of our lives. And I hope everyone out there has some some music, some artist that has spoken to them in a way that has enriched their lives, their lives. the way that the artists that I love have, have enriched me. Yeah. It's life-changing, like you said. It can be. It can be. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye, Brad. Bye-bye, Brad. Thank you so much. 